0: Love Talk Radio. Raw living is a state of mind, a way of being in alignment with your body. Raw living means you put yourself and your body first. Your host, Gita Siddu Rob, is the founder of Nosh Detox, located in the UK. They offer innovative raw food smoothies sold across Europe. You experience it in your skin, your body, and your mind. And now it's time for Living Ross Radio. I'm speaking to the wonderful Susanna Mackram and we're going to be talking about functional medicine. Hi, Susanna, are you
1: there? Hi, Gita. how are you today?
0: I am excellent. It's nice to actually be speaking to you finally. So I wanted Lovely. to talk to you about... Yeah, tell me, you're a functioning osteopath, right?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And so what you did was you went from being an osteopath, which is a long period of study, into becoming um, a practitioner of functional medicine. Tell me why you made that transition.
1: Um, so, Rita, um I was... Always sort of practicing osteopathy using functional methods. So there's a lot about the principles of osteopathy that resonate um, very strongly with um, with the principles behind functional um, functional healthcare practices. So um, so I was always um, working in that way um, since I registered um, since I became a registered practicing osteopath almost nine years ago, and. Um, and I started sort of going on courses um abroad in the States and I was I was sort of really um really put up against it, I was seeing a lot of sort of quiet pain cases more and more. Um the dialogue that I um that I was uh delivering with my colleagues um who worked in the conventional medical pain management spectrum, um it seemed to um it seemed to be the point of which we understood one another was when we talked about functional healthcare, care, which is um, an integrated practice, um, as well as looking at establishing the cause or causes of um, chronic pain, chronic illness, and, um, and working together to deliver care pathways to, um, to our patients.
0: So, um, yeah because most osteopaths tend to deal with the body, don't they? They don't sort of think of your overall health and how that
1: works. Is that what you'd say like one of the differences is? Yeah, I suppose so. You know, Gita, it's interesting because we um it's very very difficult to to isolate um, you know, pain when we when we see sort of um chronic pain conditions, we um Every osteopath's approach is very different and unique, which again makes um makes the speciality very interesting but um we are very much encouraged to look at the body as a whole, hence it being a holistic practice and um and as I graduated um as well with a diploma in naturopathic medicine um naturopaths look at you know look at treating the body as a whole as well. So the combination of that, um, having that very strong holistic background, um, the background in under understanding the underlying pathophysiology of disease and illness, um, from my study as an osteopath, um, it really did speak to um to those interested in practicing this way, um, you know, and functional health care is very, very much about that. So So
0: what I don't understand and what I'd like to understand is I want to know how what you do helps people to perform better. How does it help them to perform better? So when they come in and see you, what is it that you do with them? And then once you've worked out what the problem is, how do you then create and provide a solution for them?
1: Um so typically people will come either for osteopathy or naturopathy and, and each of them will have um goals in mind that they want to achieve um very much geared towards improving performance um whether it's um to get rid of a uh, debilitating pain condition so mm-hmm. physically um or um or as well sort of mentally or you know just to get rid of um an underlying fatigue that they've had over a period of time that stopping them. Um, the two are very much related, but no matter which which way they come to me, um, both of those will, will have that aim in mind by looking at the body as a whole. So that means taking a medical case history, um, understanding the full story of health, and not just pinpointing where there is disease, but looking for patterns in every individual's health. So this means when I say looking at the body as a whole, I really do mean an overall systems review and not segregating the systems. So from the respiratory system, from the digestive system, from the musculoskeletal, we're not sort of isolating these as separate issues to deal with. Um, they all interplay. And when we put together a care pathway, the best delivery of that is how these systems interact. Um, posture has a massive effect on the respiratory system, the way we breathe, the way we bring um, oxygen to our brains, the way we are able to perform at work. And so from osteopathy side, it's not just about pain. It's also looking at the effect of that functionally on the body, whether it's the posture issue that came first or the pain issue, it doesn't matter. We have to look at it as a whole.
0: So somebody will come in and they'll say my leg hurts and you're not going to say okay let's fix your leg you're going to say hmm that's really interesting and so you say let me look at your whole body to see why your leg started to hurt
1: um, Yes to a certain extent de- very much so um, having said that I, I would definitely want them to leave me with um, with some local pain relief as well Um, You know, pain, pain is not, um, pain does a lot in terms of, you know, its psychological impact. And um, and there is a lot that comes from feeling that you're in trusted, caring hands. And somebody does actually address the local issue as well. But there's got to be time to understand that the rest is a journey. And you will only be able to achieve a certain amount by looking at the problem locally. So um, that's, um, that will be something either we discuss or we allow a set, a set aside time for that as well. But yeah, local pain relief is definitely is definitely something that you will you will hope um, uh, to go away with as well. And a yeah, very so I understanding- find that
0: actually in my business as well, when we're talking to somebody, I find that when we're saying to them, you get better in layers. When that seems to be what you're saying as well, so you're saying that nobody seems to get better. You, you're not going to walk away saying, "Okay, here's the solution." You're going to walk away with a better understanding of how you ended up with the problem. Is that right? Absolutely.
1: It's it's a really beautiful metaphor, Eugenia. I mean, layers. It's it's exactly like that in the most natural sense. Um, you are peeling back layers, and the longer someone has had, um, whether it's pain or whether it's just a feeling, the longer they've had that feeling, the longer that journey will take in terms of achieving results. Um, But yeah, understanding that I think is so, so crucial. And it's where our dialogue, you know, is very, very similar in that respect, except I translate that also to the medical community. And looking at the training osteopaths to do that, it's so in it's so invaluable to us, um, especially these days, with um, with the way healthcare is at the moment. Um, that lack of communication has to stop. Really, we have to be speaking a language that we both understand, because there is there is a component, and there is a time and place for every speciality to be involved. For every, you know, I. I do so much. Are, are you
0: saying uh, that you are you saying that what you want to do is to be able to tell people within the medical community that there is more than one solution and that they should be looking for all the solutions? Is that what
1: you're saying? Absolutely. And they have to meet the best. The best people providing them. Um, we all have, you know, each one of us in our in our individual specialisations. Um, and in your field too, Gita, we all have something absolutely. Uh, incredible to offer and it's just building that platform giving people that voice so they're speaking to the right people who see patients day in day out clients day in day out who are seeking this they might not know what it's called they might not know it's functional health care but that's what it is and that's what we're trying to achieve
0: are you saying that basically medicine a functional healthcare, healthcare is a way of getting people in medicine to look at an approach that wellness and well-being has been looking at people for a long time. So if you look at wellness and well-being, I mean, like what we do, we focus on wellness. So I always say that my journey with a with patient or with a client, rather, starts from where they just feel icky all the way to when they feel fantastic. And then when they go from icky into illness, Icky being a very technical term. That's when they go to a doctor, and medicine, medicine, and medical doctors have traditionally been really, really unwilling to look at this. Are you saying that your your approaches, that functional medicine, should be that medicine then looks at the entire body as opposed to one part of the illness? Sure. No, I, I
1: love that term though. Um, it, it is. It's an ickiness, um, and we all need to address it um, exactly. What it is about is um you know at the end of the day we we have a certain amount of time slotted for our patients, so we've got to really use that time to to maximize what we can offer, and we can offer a whole lot more than we are right now and that's and that's a fact um we don't have um we don't have integrated care units set in place at the moment, which is um which w- when you look practically at that on on such a large scale it's just something that's got to be done. We've got to be working next door to each other, we've got to be speaking to each other. Because that approach of looking at the body as a whole, it's much easier for patients to be able to, you know, step across the hall and speak to to the next person. And it's um when we say functional, we mean it's a lifestyle, personalized healthcare system. It's something that we need to um to be able to convey effectively the clients as you do day in, day out, um, so fantastically and so articulately, um, you are empowering them. You are saying to them, listen, you can, you can change this um, and here's how and we're going to help you and we're going to make it easier and this is how, this is all you've got to do um, don't put too much thought into it, we're supporting you, we're guiding you and as long as you understand why you're doing this, you're infinitely more likely to um, to value that and by taking ownership of, um, of our health, you know, we're putting so much less burden on the NHS for all the chronic conditions that they can't deal with right now, you know, um, obesity being a main one but performance, uh, performance at work, um, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's, um, but Susanna, why wouldn't, I mean, if you listen to what
0: you're saying, and unfortunately we have such a short period of time, we've basically got like another 10, 12 minutes left, but if you listen to what you're saying, it sounds so bloody logical. Why wouldn't any doctor think, oh my gosh, clearly we should look at the whole body? And so firstly, if you answer that very quickly, then I have another question. Of course.
1: Um, so medicine in the UK, they undergo a set of training and then you have to work for the NHS. And the amount of time given per patient working um, under this healthcare system currently here in the UK means that they don't have time. They don't have time to think right. outside anywhere. Um They have a quick, short, sharp time with every patient. They have to follow um, a set of guidelines provided by them, nice guidelines, and, and that's that. Uh, job done. Um, keep it keep it safe. Um, do your job, and there is no time.
0: Gosh, that's terrible. Poor things.
1: Uh, it, I mean, I I sympathise, but I know that everyone is looking now at the alternative because they know it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for um, for a healthcare system, and it's not um, it's not I believe what doctors went into medicine for in the first place um no i agree you know, i agree to help people we all want to help people um you know and uh, if there are restrictions um it takes thinking outside of the box um it takes being creative it takes an awful lot of things um and it takes a leader like myself with my leadership skills this is what i want to achieve Um, And it is, as you say, extremely logical. It is an absolute no-brainer. It's a matter of time. It will happen. It will change. And there has to be a platform for it. So, which you're
0: providing and good for you. So tell me, when you are now going in to see a doctor and you're a normal person and you want the doctor to pay attention to what you're looking at and the problem that you've got, what is the best way to communicate with that doctor so you come out having made the best use of your time in that room.
1: Well, you'll either see someone who is a member of the functional healthcare group first of all, so they can they can tell you the cost-effective, time-effective, time-saving um, route for you, the best way to be able to communicate with the doctor to for them to understand. Um, or you've got already a referral letter from a like-minded um, practitioner. Um, both being members of the functional health care group, both speaking the same language. So they're communicating. A uh, patient's time is already maximized. The doctor has the notes in front of him. He's communicated and everything's been handed down, handed down. There you go. Time saved. <clears throat> so you're saying
0: that if <laughs> you actually go and... Yeah, no, but that's very <laughs> clever. You're saying if you actually look for the right doctor in the first place, you're going to be... Way ahead of everyone else because you're absolutely. you're starting from the right place. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. So, <laughs>
1: excuse me while I joke. So tell me about the definition of functional health care. Um, so, this definition, what it is, is we're looking at um, setting up integrated practice units. We are integrating conventional medicine with lifestyle medicine with all specialists, optopaths, chiropractors, physiotherapists, um, looking and who are seeking a better alternative um, and a better way of doing practicing healthcare in the UK. So we are all communicating, and we are looking at establishing the cause or causes of chronic concerns until we see less and less of those. So how
0: does um, somebody... Okay, so what does functional medicine work with the best? Because I know you've mentioned pain a few times, right? So what, is, yes. what, 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 what sort of things? I'm, I'm, he, I'm me, I'm here, I'm listening to the show. What should I be thinking? Oh, functional medicine would take care of that one. We should do this.
1: Um, unexplained weight gain. Um, basically, a lot of the unexplained data. You put unexplained against um, most things hindering people's performance. And you have the criteria for someone who will benefit from this type of healthcare: care. Um, unexplained fatigue, unexplained tiredness, um, uh, unexplained um, skin conditions. Um, it, it, literally, you do. You put the word unexplained. And people have something recurrent as well, um, something that's just not going away. So they're tired of putting a Band-Aid on eczema, for example. They don't want to have eczema again. They don't want it becoming a, a slightly different rash next time. Um, and then, you know, it's multiple different kinds of rashes the next year and just being told it's you know it's winter time again, accept this way of life. You don't need to accept that. Um it's it's actually unacceptable. And um, the mentality behind um believing that this is an acceptable way of life, very, very similar to um to aging. Um, Quality yeah. of life is is vital. I mean, we we work all our lives. We want to have a happy retirement. We want to see our grandchildren grow. Why should we accept that we should feel crummy? Because yeah. it's it's a symptom of aging. Um, this has to change. You know, people have to understand that. Okay, so perhaps we can't cure it, but we can certainly manage it and make your life better in the best years of your life I have to say that that's something that that's very
0: clever I am utterly speaking as somebody who actually is in the health business I am utterly shocked by how um by how much people accept unhealth ill health I don't even know what to say I'm unhealth I like the word unhealth because it's not sickness but they accept just working at subpar, they accept. I mean, you know, do you remember the days where when you were 60, you were considered old? And we are now at the stage where my mother's 81 and teaches yoga to elderly people. And I start laughing because I'm like, so how old are they? Because... You know, we have people that run marathons at 92, and for somebody at 40 to to put on weight and go, yeah, well, you know, it's middle age. People shouldn't be looking and feeling and doing any of those things, should they?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I you're you're seeing those types of clients yourself. You're seeing, um, you know, the generation, the difference as well. And it, it's not it's not getting better. It's not staying the same. It's getting worse. Um, we're living longer. But yet we are accepting a worse quality of life at a much earlier stage. I mean, it is. It's, it's quite shocking when you think of that. Um, you know, perhaps, you know, generations before us, they might not have lived as long, but they certainly live very well.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So and why so, are we um, accepting
0: the, 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 uh, a life that's not as comfortable? I, do you think we've just been brainwashed into believing that that's all that's good for us? Um,
1: Brainwash is a strong term. I think it, it's, <laughs> it's part... a very strong
0: term. It's a bit like that icky term. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> it, it's the language of um, you know, uh, it, it's the language at the at the water cooler at the office. You know, um, people leaders lead by example, and um, and I suppose I I do see people at you know at the top of the game who. You know they're, they're they're pushing themselves to that limit, um, but those are the easiest ones to speak to. You see, they want to enjoy their retirement. Um, there is there has there is a shift in culture. I think it's starting with people paying attention more and more. Um, but there there is also you know a culture that's not not used to um, to really investing in oneself. Um, and that's the bottom line. I think if you can really understand what kind of investment it is, that speaks to everyone on every level. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, it, that's, it, when, we, when we use that word, investment, then we really do appreciate the time and, and the value of that. And when you really break it down, think to yourself of the kinds of things you want to be doing in your retirement. And of course, none of them include lying in bed in agony or just feeling so exhausted by pushing yourself so hard in your life that you can't even enjoy, let alone play with your grandchildren, travel, see the world, do everything yeah. you work so hard to do, um, you know, in our generation, But nobody thinks
0: that far back, do they? They just don't see that coming towards them.
1: Well, this is this is where you know people like yourself need to come in, and you you have to pass that power on to them. They have to see that vision and believe in it. They have to trust that that is that is possible. It is achievable. And yeah. when you have someone trustworthy guiding you through that journey, you know, as long as you can see the end goal very clearly, I think that's all that matters. If you can see it.
0: Yes, because if you've got somebody who can visualize it for you, then I think that that does make a huge difference. Because it's like, okay, well, if you can see it, maybe there's a possibility I can see it. And if I can see it, there's a possibility I can be it.
1: Exactly. And if you're living it, you know, and people are seeing that in you, um, you know, you're it, it, they're seeing that in your, in yourself. Um, and they're seeing that in, you know, the testimonial from your clients, They can see it. You know, and so it, it is, it's, it's a movement and it is, it is happening. It needs to happen um, on a greater scale, which is why I'm building this platform. Um, and and that's, you know, it, it, it just takes, um, it takes a leader to give the right people the right voice to have the communication there. And then, you know, people who are seeking it will find it first. And then will come the group of people who, who see, actually, yes, um, that, that, that's actually going on there. What's that? I want some of that. Yeah. Is that really possible, you know?
0: So <laughs> yes, we're, down
1: to, we're down to one minute left. Susanna,
0: it's been absolutely fantastic having you on. Tell me very quickly, how do people find you? If people are looking for the functional medicine health group and they want Susanna Macram, how do they find you?
1: Um, they can just put into Google the Functional Healthcare Group. Um, we're online on our website, functionalhealthcaregroup.com. Um, they can contact us by email, um, or they can contact me directly as the founder, if, especially if they are um, fellow osteopaths, chiropractors, um any of the medical community interested in having a chat with me, um, suzannamackrom.com. My number 0207 is on my website, um, and if you leave a message with um, with my PA, she will get back to me, and I would personally love to have a chat with you. Thank
0: because I you. Love to- yes. <laughs> brilliant, Susanna. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hiya. It was fantastic talking to you and Living Rural Radio. This is Geeta Sidhu Rob, and we'll be back again. <music>